DEI, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. What did it have to do with Maui? Well, I have a resident on the island who would like to connect some dots for you. So sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. America Emboldened. Greg, I feel emboldened. You don't know the founding fathers. You don't know what they did. You don't know what they sacrificed. We have lost touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Welcome, bold Americans, to another episode of America Emboldened. I'm your host, Greg Bolden, here on the America Out Loud Network. As always, go to www.americaoutloud.com, where you can check out all my colleagues' work, people like Dr. Peter McCullough, Paul Engel, Malcolm Out Loud, and so many more. You can also check out the 24-7 Talk Radio Network that's available on all of your favorite Apple devices, Android devices, wherever you go to get that type of stuff, where you can stay informed. As you know, this week, I've been covering the stories from Maui. I've been speaking with people on the island because I wanted to dedicate not towards the efforts of whatever is on my mind, but I wanted to dedicate my week towards the efforts of what's on the people on the island's mind and trying to get a little bit more answers for my continental United States, those here in the 48 that aren't getting the news the way that maybe the people on the island are. And so I was able to track down my guest today. His name is Jeffrey Keith. He goes by Salty Boomer on TikTok and Instagram. You can find him at M Rain Okia, spelled like Rain R A I N Okia. I highly recommend that you follow him, not just because of his Hawaii coverage, but for all of his coverage. He is speaking my language that I speak here on this America Emboldened show. Uh, we're talking about a lot of the exact same thing. So I thought he is the perfect person to bring on board to the show. So Jeffrey, welcome to America Emboldened. Thanks a lot for having me. Appreciate it. I'm so excited to have you here, unfortunately, to meet you under dire circumstances. So first, uh, my uh, heartfelt prayers, love and light sent to Maui uh, for all of those that have been affected by this horrible disaster, uh, humanitarian crisis. Um, and, uh, I just want to, you know, if you have any family or loved ones that were in that area, I just wanted to start off by saying, I'm very sorry for what they're going through. Uh, but I'm appreciative of people like yourself for using your platform in order to try to make people aware. So thank you for that. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. It's devastating here. Um, and one thing real quick that people don't talk about is all the people that their homes were, that were unaffected by the Lahaina fires. However, they worked in Lahaina. Now there's thousands of them unemployed and those monthly bills do not stop coming. Right. I mean, this is way beyond what anyone is really seeing because the lingering effects of this are going to go on for years, if not decades before. And there's, there's no houses available here on Maui. There's no jobs that these people can just fall into. So yeah, it's, it's devastating beyond comprehension. And you know, the news cycle will be out of here pretty soon. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we'll be stuck with the aftermath. 
Yeah, well, let's let's get into who you are a little bit and then get into uh, some of the coverage of the news cycle and educating people. So first, tell me a little about you. I know that you've been on the island for decades uh, from kind of going into your background, but maybe tell the listeners uh, where you grew up, how long you've been on the island, whereabouts you are. Uh, just give us a little background on you. All right. Um, I'm from Chicago. And uh, when I was 17 years old, for some reason, my mother let me and six knuckleheads get in the van and drive down to Florida. And I'm standing on the beach in Florida going, hmm, why wouldn't people live here, you know, instead of Chicago where it's freezing for six, seven months out of the year. And so, um, yeah, I visited here in the 80s, and that was always in the back of my mind, that 17-year-old trip. And I won't get into details, but I had a little accident at work, and I should have probably been dead that day. And from then on, I said, you know what? I'm going to do what I'm going to do the rest of my life. And I moved my family to Maui, and that was almost 40 years ago. And, uh, yeah, I've been here working as a carpenter. I'm retired now. This is what I do now is make videos. And, um, yeah, that's, that's my story of how I got here and why I'm here. And I love it here because it's hot, hotter, the better. <laughs> a lot different than the windy city, nice cold weather in Chicago coming down from the Canadian uh, air. Yep. Yeah. You know, I worked <laughs> outside in the winter, you know, so when, when I was in my twenties, you know, working outside yeah. in the winter, that was, that was enough for make me want to be where it's warm the rest of my life. Right. Now I will tell my listeners, uh, if you, if you look up the salty boomer on any of the social networks where he's making videos, he's right on brand right now, as I'm interviewing him, he has his tank top on that he's wearing in a lot of the videos. Uh, he has like the most luscious, beautiful gray hair that is like, <laughs> will make like a, a 30 year old, 40 year old jealous with how much hair you got. He's got a nice <laughs> little white beard there and a great smile. So he's here with us today and he looks just on brand from what I was expecting uh, from the videos. <laughs> Perfect. I, I love the salty boomer moniker as well, because it, when we get into kind of uh, the second half of the show, maybe we'll get into some more cultural type of things. You know, that's, I have people that say to me, I'm in my forties and they'll say, okay, boomer. And I'm like, I'm not a yeah. boomer. I'm Gen yeah, X. Right. Right. But, but that, that phrase has become so prevalent and amongst, uh, you, you look like maybe, you, you know, five years older than me. <clears throat> um, but you know, I'm thinking in your age, Thanks, group, but, but you know, better I do, but it's all right. You look very young though, for your age, I'm sure. Appreciate uh, so, you know, I, I love that you're doing that as your moniker. Um, but you're talking about hard hitting issues on all of your videos. And you're talking about ways to bring in uh, reality of truth. And that's where I thought this conversation could go. Um, there are people that are uh, attacking me this week. Uh, there's a lot of people that are agreeing with me, but I've had a few detractors and they're telling me that this is climate change. How dare I talk about anything other than climate change? Well, I'm talking about the failures of the electric company. I'm talking about the failures of leadership. And I've heard you talk about that, but I don't think people should hear from me. I think they should hear from you. Tell me about what you've noticed that went wrong on the island that wasn't climate change that kind of led to this perfect storm. Yeah. I mean, you know, the climate change hoax is a joke. Like I say, I've been here almost 40 years. The ocean's in the same spot it was when I moved here in the 80s. We have roads that are literally 10 feet away from the ocean on this island. 
They're still there, still 10 feet away from the ocean. Do we have erosion? Yeah, of course. But sea level rise, it's stupid. And as far as the incompetence, this is what they're doing. They're slow rolling all the numbers to minimize the exposure to their incompetence. You know, like I said, until the story dies down, people move on, you know, the next big thing will happen, you know, whatever it is. And yeah, this is a deep blue state and Hawaiian Electric put out an ad for diversity, inclusion and uh, equity program manager they're hiring. Instead of taking care of their lines that are falling down and their poles that are blowing over, they're worried about checking the right equity boxes, the right diversity hiring. And it runs rampant through our governments, not just Hawaiian Electric, it's everywhere. I mean, the guy that was in charge of the emergency management team was didn't have any qualifications at all. He was the mayor's friend. Wasn't he a lawyer? <clears throat> He's a lawyer. Yeah. And he hung around with the mayor. And he said, he, you know, he didn't regret it. And he would do it again because he thought people were too stupid that when they heard the warning sirens, which, you know, yes, they're set up for tsunamis. But once again, I've been here almost 40 years. I've We've never had a tsunami. And I don't think people will be confused if you blow those sirens off. And they go outside and see a hundred foot wall, you know, flame wall. They're not going to run uphill like he claimed they would into the fire thinking it's a tsunami. You know, we're not that stupid. And so, you know, he was one and there was another one that was uh, in charge of the water distribution. Uh, I think his name was M. Kaleo Manuel. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's worried about distributing water due to conversations about equity. So these guys are all in the same Democrat talking point, global climate change, diversity, higher equity. They're all on the same page. And when we start putting uh, equity and diversity and inclusion ahead of what's an immediate disaster and emergency situation, we really are failing people and not using common sense. And from an outsider's point of view, I was looking at uh, Michael Schellenberger, a uh, writer. He, he's been doing great work, uh, especially on Twitter lately, uh, but he just exposed the power company about, you know, this entire uh, mm-hmm. and completely uh, old lines, issues that they knew about, yep. uh, bad hiring practices, um, bad politics on the island from the mayor straight on uh, down and look like less of climate change to me and more of the people that are in power uh, failed the people of Lahaina and the people of Maui. And they're continuing to fail those individuals because the number one question that I've been asking on my show, and I post it once a day now on my Twitter page is where are the children? Mm-hmm. I, I, have only heard the alternative independent press like myself asking that question on the Island, especially. Mm -hmm. And Nick Sorter, who I've been in contact with, he actually sent me a video that he didn't publish yet on Twitter. I'm sure he's going to publish it in the future, but it shows him be accosted 
by police officers for yeah. asking the mayor where the children are and saying, you know, the numbers, you know, yeah. how many children are in this. And according to the first amendment, you're allowed to ask questions. Yep. You are allowed to walk alongside somebody peacefully and ask with your microphone as a member of the press, but you don't have freedom of journalism right now in Hawaii, unless nope. it's approved media. Can you tell my listeners who the official narrative media is in Hawaii right now? Uh, because I don't want to misrepresent. I want from your perspective, who you think is telling the story. <laughs> Nobody except for Nick Sorter and other guys like him and people here that are putting videos out like myself. You know, it's approved media, like you said, and our mayor's a bully. He used to be a judge. He doesn't like being confronted. He doesn't like being questioned. And as a judge, he could shut you down in his courtroom. So he uses the same tactics against the media. And it's been two weeks. You know for a fact that people have contacted these authorities with they're missing their names, their ages, everything they want to know. So there is no way in hell that they don't know who is missing and how many children there are missing. And I go back to the fact that they're just trying to minimize the exposure to the incompetence until the story dies down. I know I keep saying that, but that's their plan. And they will not allow media in. They have it completely blockaded over in Lahaina. You can't get anywhere near there. You pull over on the road, the cops are swarming on you. So, you know, and, and our police chief's a whole nother facet of this story and how he got the job and everything else. Yeah, tell me a little bit. I, I was not able to find out any information about how he got the job, but I, I my listeners are already aware. If you listen to the show last week on Friday or you listen to the show on Monday, uh, I did talk about how he was the police chief in Vegas where mysteriously 58 people die and we still don't have an answer or motive, but somehow he makes it to Lahaina as the police chief. What, what can you tell me about how he got that job? Well, you know, that that's interesting. It, he was the incident commander of the Las Vegas shooting. You know, we all know that was complete nonsense. Mm -hmm. So when our, when our, police chief retired under pressure, let's say he's got caught on a video backing into a car and driving away. And, you know, allegedly he had had a few drinks that evening and, you know, so I think he was pressured to get out. He'd been there a long time and he may have been wanting to anyway. So, so that opened up the police chief job. Now we had four, qualified candidates that live here on Maui. So they narrowed it down to those four and Pelletier, the guy from Vegas. They wound up going with the guy from Vegas. They gave him $50,000 moving expense to move here. We had four qualified candidates that were already on the police force for a long time that didn't need moving expenses. Less than two months into the job, he requested a raise from 158,000 to 190 some thousand 
Well, the commission, the police commission board voted unanimously nine to zero to give him 205,000. They gave him more than he even asked for less than two months into the job. Now, you know, what is going on with that? And how do you get a $47,000 raise two months into being in the position that you just got hired for? Wow. Let me see here. I got some. Yeah, I, I was actually, while you were saying that, I was like, you know what? I, I didn't even know the side of the story and the raise. So I was like, let me see well, what's he, actually out there there. So, but yeah, he got a 23% pay raise. I think it was 29. Two months. I think he asked for 23. I, he got like 29. Yeah, he believed he deserved more <laughs> and recommended. This is from mm -hmm. Hawaii News. Yeah. He, he deserved more and recommended a 29% raise. This is not, by the way, for my listeners. This is not a hit piece that was put out just now. This is a new story from February 10th, 2022 that I'm looking right. at. Um, so yeah, he asked for a 29% raise and eventually came to $205,000. Yeah. And that was against the wow. objections of many retired police officers and many on the force with the morale being the lowest it's been in quite some time, because these are local people that work here. They didn't want an outsider coming in telling them what to do, not when they had qualified candidates. And he also still received $78,000 pension from Nevada. <laughs> of course and just as a little tidbit, and I'm not suggesting anything nefarious here whatsoever, but two months into his term as police chief, his personal secretary was killed in a car accident at 440 in the morning, chasing a alleged purse snatcher. Now, again, I'm not suggesting anything and I'm not saying anything nefarious, but I will tell you this. I do know this, where this man goes, death follows him. Hmm. Well, that actually is what I brought up on Friday. I said, if uh, chief John Pelletier is going to all of a sudden show up in Delaware, I'm moving out of the state. <laughs> That'd be a wise move. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I definitely would agree with you there. I thank you for letting me know about the raise. I, I didn't know that until just now. And uh, I can tell my listeners, I verified uh, exactly what Jeffrey just shared with me that that completely checked out. Wow. Wasn't even two months in. No, no, you're right. And the people offered public comment. It's on the government website there. I just looked it up to see everything um, that that's a phenomenal turn and twist there. So I had even, you know, I, I try to do this. My audience are critical thinkers. I call them the bold Americans and bold Americans. We think critically. We, we like our sovereign state. We like our liberty. We like our freedom, but we'd like to ask questions. Now, I, I, I try to tell people when I have a uh, this is just my opinion. This is just, you know, a theory. So I, I, I don't go in the conspiracy theories and try to go far down the rabbit hole. But I did make the comment, could this guy in some way, shape or form be linked to a government agency that's placing him places? Because this is almost too coincidental at this point in time. And so that's the theory that I will leave my listeners with. Um, is anyone talking about that on the island? Everyone, <laughs> especially when it was going on. I mean, at some point, when do coincidences become not coincidences? Right. Wow. 
And then the the police during all of this, I, I've kind of had a couple different accounts uh, from different people on the island. So from what I understand, and I believe it might even be a video that you reposted at one point in time, there's a gentleman by the name of Fish yep. who is a native on the island. And he was telling the story, and this is where kind of people got the, the details from originally. And so I followed up, but the police had ordered that the roads got closed down. Now, can you tell my listeners about the infrastructure roadway to get to Lahaina? Because I looked it up on Google Maps, but that doesn't make me an expert. Yeah, well, there's only one road in and one road out of Lahaina. And when you're in Lahaina, they they did build a bypass now a couple of years ago that goes up and around kind of. But there's only two main two main roads. Front Street, which is everyone has heard about, that's the one that runs along the ocean. Then there's a highway that goes back to Kihei and the other side of the island, Wailuku Kalui and whatnot. So there's only two roads right there in Lahaina. And what happened was as the fire was coming down the hill, because the winds were blowing the fire downhill from up above where that highway is, basically where the bypass is, down towards the ocean. So people were be, being funneled, trying to get out by going down to Front Street, which is, you know, like a little Main Street road in a small town. And once they got there, everything started getting bottlenecked up. And like Fish said, and a couple other videos I've been able to find, the cops were at each one of these neighborhood roads blocking exits from Front Street. And I, you know, I can't verify that personally because, you know, I don't know. I wasn't there. I've seen the videos just like you have. I tend to believe these people are telling the truth. Now, why? And, you know, that's another question for our police chief that he probably will never answer. But, right. you know, I, I who knows? But yeah, they say they're blocking the roads and that's why all those cars are double parked on Front Street and burned up. Yeah, I, I have uh, I have reports that it was because there were already cars that were burned. I got reports that it was because they were trying to keep it orderly um, and nothing. The one thing that I did get reports of that definitely check out is there were blockages. I, mm -hmm. I, I know that for a fact because that consistently came back from other people, yeah. uh, but I don't really know the reasoning and no one seems to want to talk about it. Look, why don't we following take a break? orders? You know, they're order swallowers. Oh, oh, just following orders, right? That's how we get in a lot of trouble in yeah. life. Yeah. Yikes. Why don't we I take mean, a break right here? We'll come back. Hold that thought. When we yep. come back, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about, um, you know, what it means to follow orders. Talk a little about why the media might not want to tell this story. Talk a little about Joe Biden, because uh, he just visited your uh, your town here. Um, so we'll get Did right he? into that. I think so. I mean, I don't know. Did you see a, a bed with a pillow and a guy laying on it asleep as he went through? Because that might have been him. Yeah. Ugh. All right, everybody. Uh, make sure you go over to AmericaOutloud.com. Check out all the sponsors. Help keep the lights on here. We'll be right back in just a few moments. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden, my special guest, Jeffrey Keith, here on the America Out Loud Network. While the cancel culture destroys our history, bringing crime and terror to city streets, AmericaOutloud.news will enhance its own message of love and honor for the American traditions and constitutional values that have always been the backbone 
of what America means. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Cofix RX nasal solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Welcome back to Bold American. Second half of the show, we're having a great conversation with Jeffrey Keith. He lives in Maui and is talking about some of uh, what he's heard from the ground and his observations uh, as somebody who uh, is talking to locals, watching videos himself, and he's posting himself. Uh, Saudi Boomer on TikTok, Instagram, and all your socials. You can find him, type in M Rain Okia. So at M Rain Okia, go ahead and give him a follow. So, Jeff, we were just talking about before the break. Um, just following orders and how that just can lead to, to bad things. How do you follow orders of somebody who doesn't even know what orders to give? You're telling me that the lawyer was the chief emergency management officer. Uh, I'm sure he's read the books, but that does not necessarily give him a career of emergency management. Um, you're telling me that the police are making poor decision-making. Uh, if I was the people and I saw fires, I would say, screw the police and go straight through the blockade and try to get myself the safety. Many um, did. Yeah, that's the thing to do. I mean, we saw with uh, COVID, and we're about to see it again with COVID too, because words are coming out right now that they're telling everybody to mask up again. Colleges mm -hmm. are saying you can't come here unless you wear a mask. People are really good at complying and just going and doing whatever people tell them to do and not thinking for themselves. That's Amazing. concerning. It's very concerning. Yeah. So I have two things I was thinking about. The first was about the children, right? I'm thinking about the fact that it's a, it's a massive graveyard uh, over there in Lahaina. From what I can tell, seeing how many families have been posted by Tierra Lawrence, she's doing the uh, page for the Venmo, the send people, and I've gone through and reposted on my Twitter page to try to help. Um, not a lot of people with their children in that. And I'm guessing that there were, from what I could tell, multiple schools in that town. And 
we're likely dealing with a massive loss of life of children. Correct. Have you talked to neighbors? Have you talked to people on the island? Um, you know, news media is not getting anywhere with the story. What are your neighbors saying? Well, I have, my son-in-law is a Hawaiian boy. Most of his family is Lahaina. My two grandsons who are 22 and 19, both graduated from Lahaina high school. They know a lot of people, as you can imagine, you know, they just got out of high school. They know lots of people over there and there's lots of people. I'm not going to get into great detail, but there's lots of people who aren't, aren't around anymore are missing. And, you know, we know, we know what happened. They're not missing. They're, they're gone. So it, it just boggles the mind that they will not come out with actual data on who is missing, number one, and the ages of who is missing. And when people find out how many children, especially here, you know, it's probably not going to end well. They're hoping the news cycle just moves away from it. So it's not exactly. as shocking. I, that's, exactly. that's really what I think, because yeah. if there's nothing more upsetting to the American public than, uh, well, I guess you could say when people abuse dogs for some reason, people get all crazy about it. But to me, it's the children, right? Yeah. When we have something that happens to the children, then that is the number one thing that really can pull at people. I'm thinking that in this situation, if I'm the government and I want to be an opportunist, that there's a sick side of this entire thing as well. And the sick side of all of it is there's property rights at play and yeah. property rights would go to the children and the children are no longer there. Right. So you may be looking at not just a mass graveyard, but land that will never be returned to its intent of what it was before. Are people talking about that? Yeah, of course. I mean, that's one of the main things that they're talking about, especially when our governor, Governor Green, comes out and says he's already trying to see ways of rezoning and, you know, reclaiming land, whatever, you know, that means. We all know what that means. And, you know, they they changing they're changing statues as we talk so that they can accomplish their goals of acquiring that land and getting their cronies in there. And just like you said. It's because a lot of these won't be passed down to anyone after this. Mm. I mean, it's just shocking that I, I get frustrated because I turn on the news here in the, in the continental United States and I see stuff about Trump's indictment coming up on the news. Uh, sure. I see stuff about these debates that are about to happen and I'm not seeing the coverage of people searching for answers people looking for what's happening in fact fema just put out a, a statement early this morning stating that they're putting a ban on any future videos or photos of the area and i have two ways to interpret that my first way is i understand it from a standpoint of at this point in time everybody knows that there was a fire they know that there was massive loss of life and so they continue to just go back in to try to fly drones and get stuff I can see where that could be considered disrespectful, but I don't know that that's the intent of that order. Um, the intent of that order really seems to me that kind of further this media blackout that's been happening. I would agree. I, I, 
I think, you know, people have seen the photos. It is what it is. The, you know, the, everything's gone. They're wiped out. It's ashes. There's nothing to see. You know, even the people that, you know, I don't want to. No, it's, it's I, I know here. I know where you're going, but the people from what I've, I, I I had a um a coroner that's over there who is collecting the the remains. Yeah, and he's not collecting bodies; he's collecting no. remains. Yeah, yeah, it's it's ashes. Mm-hmm. So you know, I as far as exposing gruesome pictures that would maybe be there, you know, there's nothing to there's nothing to see. These people are gone. Right. Oh, uh, and, uh, you know, how many drowned in the ocean that we don't know about? You know, there's lots right. of people, hundreds, who knows how many got into the ocean to try to avoid it. We've all seen the videos of the people that survived that. Well, how many didn't, you know, so hmm. I, at this point, to me, it's just one gigantic cover up, like we've already discussed, just to let the story die down and minimize the exposure to the incompetence. The, uh, the past day, uh, people have been talking about Joe Biden. The president came to Maui on Monday uh, and the footage is now out uh, of him. And I've reposted some of this. I, I said that I had no idea that the Bob Hope comedy tour was still happening yeah. because you got Joe Biden in Mau- uh, in Lahaina standing on the streets, joking about how hot the ground is for the dog's feet. That's next to him. This guy's tone deaf. Um, oh my God. You know, could, just, could anybody be any more clueless than this guy? No. And I, I feel ashamed. He's from my state. Like, know, it's like <laughs> he, I, he was, he was our state Senator for years. On top of that, he goes to the speech and he starts talking about how he had a fire at his house after lightning struck his pond. Yeah. And, could have lost. I'm like, this guy is completely insensitive, does not understand that this moment is not about him. I think I, he's he's changing people away from the Democrat Party in he's droves. Still, I know, I, I, he might be on Donald Trump's uh, campaign finance team. You know, he's, yeah, he's because, doing more because, for, you know, Hawaii is deep blue and the locals here, they vote Democrat because that's what they know. That's what they've done their whole life. Everyone's a Democrat. Right. I think they're seeing what this is all about right now in real time. And like you said, I, I no one could be a better campaign manager than Joe Biden at this point for the other side. Yep. Because people are just shaking their heads, just going, what? You're talking about a fire in your kitchen that might have hurt your cat? What are you, what are you talking about? Uh. The, and then he you, fell asleep. You, yeah, you probably were going to bring it up. You know, yep. he fell asleep in the meeting and listening to people's concerns. It's an embarrassment. It's you know, I, I'm looking and the people during this speech are in tears around him. Yeah. And he puts his head down and looks like he's starting to nod off. And then yeah. all of a sudden his eyes pop open. He's listening. He slowly brings back up and then he claps for the guy at the end. Yeah. Um but I, I think we're really seeing a guy who's just not fit to serve at this point of his life. Um, it's it's really sad because I, I, Joe Biden was, irregardless of what your political views are, he was an energetic guy. He was a funny guy. Um, and he was very aware at one point of his life. He currently is not very aware. But his handlers, I, I got to imagine it's pretty difficult. I mean, yesterday they told him to take a drink of water and he looked like he had no idea what was going on being told that. Um 
on top of that, you, you got him basically wandering around kind of in a, a daze, not knowing where, where he's going, what he's doing. And uh, you can juxtapose this to, you know, there's been moments where Black Lives Matter, he took a knee at one of the funerals and is really attentive. Well, now you have a thousand people that are missing, likely that have perished, and you can't stay awake for it. You know, one's a political opportunity, one's not. And it's you're really seeing how far this president's slipping at this point in time. So so that leads at to least this he didn't fall down. Yeah, that's true. But he might when he gets on the plane. So yeah. it, let's let's hedge our bets on that right now. Right. <laughs> Let, let's uh let's think about the the aid, right? So I'm seeing that there's donations that are being held because they're not officially from FEMA, not officially from the Red Cross. In your neighborhood, you're about 45 minutes away from Lahaina. Uh, so where you live, what type of efforts are there to get aid to the residents? What, what are people doing? Well, the Hawaiian people are incredible. They come together like no, no one else I've ever seen when something happens. Family here to them is everything. See, this is why I say that Hawaiians are conservative. They just don't realize it. They are family oriented and they will come together to help their brothers on a second's notice. And immediately there were hordes of people. They, they There's another thing the cops did. They shut down the road to Lahaina for days. And if you lived in Lahaina and you left, you couldn't get back in. So immediately people started to help with aid. All of the do donations, two or three days later, FEMA came in here and they put all of the donations from people that had brought them over to Lahaina because at first there was no place. There was no central, okay, go here, come here, pick up whatever you need. We got everything. They started loading them in tractor trailers behind a hotel. I think it was the Ritz. I, I'm not sure. Anyway, over in Kanapali. And they locked the trailers up and said that they're not approved. These are not approved, government-approved donations. So then my brothers, the Hawaiians, started bringing things in by boat. And they let people know, and there were people there unloading boats, and they got the stuff they needed anyway, around and aside from the Holy Red Cross and FEMA. But they did everything in their power to block anyone helping in the name of bureaucracy and compartmentalization. You know how they like to, no one knows what the other compartment is doing. Right. And I, I had heard this from other individuals as well. So you're not sharing this for the first time. The other thing that people seem to be upset about is the fact that we're giving billions of dollars of aid to the Ukraine. And in Hawaii, right now, Joe Biden's telling people, well, people need their medicine. They need their pills. They need you know, necessity. So we're going to give $700 in order to take care of their needs right now. And people are like, oh, thank you, Joe. This is great. No, no one's saying thank you, Joe, right no now. One. They're saying, no can we just get pharma to give us the free pills? Can we just get people to get the supplies to us? Can we just get you know, recovery of bodies? Can we just get uh, basic uh, underwear? Uh, T-shirts, mm -hmm. things to clothe ourselves beyond the the one pair of clothing that we have. <laughs> I think yeah. people are going to wake up pretty quick to what's pretty going quick. on politically. I, I did a video about that. You may have seen it. And um, 
I get a lot of pushback in the comments from people. Oh, well, he can't do anything. This is under FEMA and, you know, this is how they start out and blah, blah, blah. He specified one time payment of $700. He specified. Yep. He didn't say this is to get you going and we're going to be back with lots more for you because, you know, we're behind you and this is America and I'm the president. And no. He specified one-time payment. You know how far $700 goes on Maui? A family of four, that's what their groceries cost every week. <laughs> it's very expensive to live here. So, you know, his $700 is just another slap in the face to the people here. Now, the, the industry of the island um, used to be lush sugarcane fields, and Monsanto yeah. basically made those barren. Yeah. Um and then the tourism industry obviously is is huge. Do, are you familiar with what was the main form of uh, revenue income for Lahaina? Well, Lahaina is definitely almost 100% tourism. And that's a good point you bring up with the cane fields. Because all of the places that burn now are used to be cane fields that were watered and maintained and harvested. Now they, this is interesting because back in the day when it was all cane fields, the way they harvested is burn it down. They burn it. And then they go in and gather everything. And of course, you know, the green people put a stop to that because, you know, there was smoke mm -hmm. when they burned. And if you're familiar here, the trade winds took that smoke and blew it out in the ocean, you know, the same day. Yeah, it was a little irritating, you know, when you got some black ash falling on your driveway. But what the result is, is those are now unwatered, open grass, wild grass fields. And we have wildfires here all the time now, but they don't burn a whole city down. But, you know, wildfires now are a regular occurrence for us all the time. Yeah, and there was actually because, a fire. You know, the gone. Yeah, there was a fire um, on the middle of the island at the same yeah, time there was, was a fire. Yeah, that was right above me in Kihei. We we had evacuations notice that same night, but you know I could see where it was from my house, and they were they were covering their ass at that time. They had already blown it in Lahaina. They weren't going to blow it over here in Kihei too. So they gave evacuations orders here that night too, and there was also fires up in Kula, which is upcountry Maui up the mountain of Haleakala. There's 19 houses that got destroyed up there. No one's, no one's talking about that because of the devastation in Lahaina. But oh, wow. in Kula, they turned the water off also. Uh, there's a guy that was on video. He was watering, trying to keep the fires away, and the water just went out of his hose. And then he lost his house. But there's 19 people up in Kula area that are also homeless that their homes burned to the ground. But, you know, the Lahaina's a story, so you don't hear much about that. Sure. You know, I, I'm not sure if you saw what President Biden put out on his Twitter page, but on August 14th, I thought the words were very interesting. He said that we're laser focused on getting laser aid to survivors. Yeah. There's no accidents. <laughs> I like, was going to say that earlier, but I thought, you know, I I'll leave yeah. that out. I'll let you say that. Yeah. Now that, that blew up between me and my friends that, that yeah. cover this type of stuff. We were sending it back and forth in text. Like 
that's not a, uh, an accident that they put that out. So that tells me one of two things. It tells me either one, they're trolling people mm-hmm. and it shows that they have no sensitivity whatsoever for the people of Lahaina. Right. Because it's not a trolling moment if you want to try to give in the conspiracy theorist yep. or you give ammunition to all the people that right. said that this was a laser attack. Right. And they look at this both ways are horrible for the president of the United States. Yeah. And so that's a poor choice of words and they lose in both cases. There's no excuse for that type of tweet to go out. Well, like you say, nothing's an accident with these people. And, you know, I, I've been beating the drum of incompetence, but I made it, you know, you may have seen this video also. I made a video about their incompetence. And at the end I was questioning, there were two things that uh, I just couldn't ignore. And it was looking at the photos of the cars double parked on Front Street where people had to jump out of their cars and jump into the ocean to save their lives. And one was there wasn't one piece of glass anywhere. Mm-hmm. Not not exploded out. You know, there wasn't glass on the road. There wasn't glass in the cars. It's gone. I looked up the melting temperature of glass and it's 2,600 degrees. I looked up the wildfire temperature and it's average of about 1500 degrees. So there's 1100 degree difference there to melt glass and make it disappear. And this glass is gone. It's not laying on the ground. It didn't, you know, a lot of people told me, oh, exploded out in the fire, blah, blah, blah. And the other thing is there were no car doors open. So you're telling me that these people are in a panic to save their life, to jump in the ocean while the flames are bearing down on them and they're going to close their door when they get out of the car. How is that possible? And that's what made me think. And I actually brought it up and said, did these people get hit with a microwave frequency burst and they never even got out of their cars? Can you, can you confirm something for me? Because I've heard the story from a couple people in Maui the day before the fires, was there an odd, fog or haze that you hadn't seen before is that something that you could confirm or is that not something that you you've saw i cannot confirm that okay. but i can confirm that in april i took pictures with my own phone right above my own house of the chemtrails and we don't get them much out here because the trade winds blow that stuff away you know let it's me ask you a question about the chemtrails because this is a hot topic on my show. Anytime someone brings it up, I'm going to get the people that are like, this doesn't exist. And I get the yeah. people that completely are on my, my, my viewpoint of it, which is they do mm-hmm. exist. You've been there for four decades, almost 40 yeah. years. The chemtrails that you're seeing, are you talking about the grid pattern where you're seeing almost a tic-tac-toe board going across? Or are you talking something different? Uh, similar to the grid, but not as many. Okay. Like, and, uh, you know, you see the ones in the mainland, they're crisscross all over the place. Right. These were like two or three going the same direction and then fanning out into those weird ripple type clouds. Yep. And while you're seeing this, um, have you noticed there's been more of that in your 40 years than before? Have you noticed a difference in pattern? Because we're good at recognizing patterns as humans. Yeah. It's really the first time I've really been even noticed them here was this spring in April. Hmm. You know, I've seen the chemtrails on the mainland for a long time, but. Maybe I wasn't aware of it, but I don't think so. You know, I, I sure. can notice, I notice things like this. And the first time I really noticed it, 
I started taking pictures of it and they're on my phone right now was in April. And uh, someone brought up a theory of them doing that to drop down whatever it is ahead of this. You know, I don't know, but I do know I've seen it with my own eyes. Yeah. You you may want to go back and check out my shows from last week where I talk about graphene oxide in a 2014 study uh, Mm -hmm. where they decided that they were able to disperse it through the air um, and, how that can be controlled by microwaves. Yeah. Um, just an interesting thing. And again, I'm not trying to get into conspiracies. I'm not saying that's what caused right. all of this. I'm simply trying to educate people that this technology exists yep. and it's existed for quite a long amount of time. And if it takes issues like this for us to talk about it, because it affects all of our quality of life, then it takes an issue like this to do so. The most important thing I think that you and I could agree upon though, is even with all these theories that we could possibly have within all of it, The most important part is people need assistance and they need help. Uh, There's a person on the island. Her name is Tiara Lawrence, uh, and she has been setting up Venmo accounts for individuals uh, to um, be able to give money. Now, I reached out to some very prominent people on the Twitter platform. I will not name them by names because I don't feel that's right. I'm not trying to hurt their brand by sharing this. But I cannot get any of these larger influencers that follow me and I follow them to retweet out Tierra Lawrence's Venmo because they're too afraid that somebody yeah. might inappropriately use these funds. And I've, I've been calling people out saying you're operating out of fear, not out yeah. of love that right now you have the biggest platform to get this out to people. Um, can you give me just something that I could share with the listening audience about how you feel about individuals giving to this Venmo cause directly to some of these families? I think that's the only way to do it. I, I don't I think if you give to Red Cross or FEMA, you're might as well flush it down the toilet. How much of that actually gets to anybody that actually needs the cash? If you can find somebody's direct PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Cash App, whatever, send the cash directly to their account. At least then the people are there gonna be a couple scammers? Probably. Probably. You know how the world works. But for the most part, it's going to be people that actually need the help. And I would not I would not even think of not doing that because of uh, maybe it being a possible scam. Right. And, you know, I, I will say that right now, um, the Lahaina, uh, Lahana Ohana Venmo, it's uh, at Lahana underscore Ohana underscore Venmo. It's only on Instagram. I've reposted on my yeah. Twitter feed. But the official one is on Instagram. If you go there, you can look through, read the family stories and figure out who you would like to donate to. So I encourage my my listeners to do so. In fact, if you were thinking about uh, donating or subscribing to my show, don't give that money directly to them. Um, Please, you know, do that on my behalf. Jeff, this has been uh, great of you to come on to the show to give your time. Um, I really appreciate it. I'm sorry we, we don't have more time because I would love to get into maybe I need to get you back anyway, because you have really interesting posts. Um, you got great content. And uh, I'm going to ask you a question about your content. So you're a carpenter, right? By trade retired. Correct. Where did, Where did you learn how to do social media so well? <laughs> I don't know. It just pissed me off when all this stuff was <laughs> happening during uh you know, the pandemic. And I started making videos. I came home one night drunk and made a video and posted it on YouTube. 
and I've been making videos ever since. Are you I, making them sober or drunk? <laughs> yeah. Well, the first one was definitely drunk. I'm. Uh, it's hard. It's cringe for me to even watch it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Now you look sober and all the rest. That's why I was curious. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just um, it just coming out. I don't know why. Well, well, keep spreading uh, truth and honest takes the people because it yeah. helps spark really good conversation. Whether you get it right every time doesn't matter. It's the matter that we're spreading ideas. Same thing on my show. I always tell people I reserve the right to say I was wrong, uh, but it's important that people get heard and people get a chance to share things. So I appreciate you having your voice out there. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on. And yeah, let's all of us don't let don't anybody let them shut you down or shut you up. This is how we win. We can win by winning the information war. They can't win on the in, in the information war. They can't win on the in the idea war. They can only win by cheating and silencing and censoring. So share, 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 and everybody keeps speaking out. That's how we win. You All cannot right. comply your way to freedom. Oh, I like that. You cannot comply your way to freedom. That is a perfect phrase here. I, that might be the title of the show. You Perfect. cannot comply your way to freedom. I think I'm going to leave that right there for that. That is awesome. <laughs> All right, bold Americans. This has been Salty Boomer at M. Rain Okia. He's been speaking to me directly from Maui. Uh, Jeffrey Keith, make sure you go over, you give him a follow, thank him for his time. And uh, I'm telling you, if you give him a follow, you're going to really enjoy his content as well. That's uh, a solid follow. Uh, so take my word for it. I'll be back tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. I am uh, getting ready to have an exclusive for Friday's show. I, I hope it all it all works out that they show up. But I've tracked down Erica Marsh, the fake profile from Twitter. I have the official photo, the person that they used. She's going to be on my show to talk about what it's like to discover that your identity was stolen for a fake account. And you're going to definitely want to hear her account on that. It's going to be a great conversation. I hope that we honored your time well today, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll be back tomorrow with another show. You've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden and my special guest, Jeffrey Keith, here on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America. <laughs>